bit sassy Little bit crazy, little bit classy We got dreams and we got goals We're just a couple of old sassholes And welcome everyone Hi We're back again Hello And we are pumped about it Yes This is a Couple of Sassholes podcast. I'm Brooklyn Maple. And I am Heather Terry. And we are just happy to fucking be alive today, doing what we do, what we love, the people we love, and all that jazz. Oh, do you hear that? She loves me. I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is our podcast about true crime, mostly true crime, a little bit of rando stuff in there. But for the most part, we're telling you some fucked up stories about fucked up people doing fucked up things. Right. Let's put that on a fucking t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. we should. I wonder we if I was going to say, I was, <laughs> it's like, I wonder how many times I say that. I literally cringe sometimes when I go back to the podcast because I'm like, gosh, you cuss so much. Wow. And I really just believe it's because I was raised yeah. by two people with sailor mouths. My Dirty parents. mouth, clean it up. Yes. They did not have any of that gum to clean up their <laughs> dirty mouths. I can tell you that. You love you, mom and dad. Yes. Uh, but military people do not technically uh, have the most eloquent way of speaking i would say <laughs> so i blame them just like every child every millennial of the 90s it's important for us to make make our parents the escape goat of the shit that we have issues with that's now. right not our fault yeah nothing theirs. is ever my fault <laughs> write that down write that down oh i already knew that you you do <laughs> i already knew that you do you learned that uh let's talk about it so we are at the very this is the last weekend of of dry january for brooklyn Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. she's done great though. Really yeah. great. It hasn't been bad at all. Uh, this is our third year, but we had talked about it too. At the two years before, like Travis is a duck hunter, and so he always goes to duck camp. He always ends up drinking whenever he drinks. So he ends up drinking by like the 23rd. And this year he didn't, and obviously I didn't either, but uh, I feel like that has made dry January always kind of like not really a dry January because we ended up having a drink 25 days in. But this year, I don't know. It just felt different. We no. didn't care. I didn't care for the alcohol loss. I don't want to smoke cigarettes, and pretty much drinks with me include cigarettes. And I just—it's been a good, clean month. Good for you. I'm really—I'm I'm proud of it. For you should be. I am. I did damp. <laughs> I mean, you drank what once? Did you end up drinking Twice. last night? I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you end up drinking? Bucking water. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had the normal amount. I was fine. I was—I could drive home. Not. Like real talk. How many drinks did you have? Okay, well, no, I'm, I'm not cut out the part that I said I was. I could have drove home. I mean, <laughs> you're saying that you weren't drunk, yeah, not that no. you would have gotten drunk, yeah, or no, you, that you were over the legal limit, and yeah. that you, I, yeah. All right, listeners, Heather didn't mean <laughs> that she drank the two drinks and could legally drive home. She yeah. was just like, I wasn't really drunk. Yeah, that's basically what I'm. Getting. Yeah. yeah. So how many drinks? I'm just I'm like asking three, this. Like yeah. three big ones. There yeah. are three of these, which for me oh. that's nothing. Gotcha. Like literally, it's nothing. I hear you. So I was fine. She's holding a double gulp cup, so it's a pretty big Yeah. <laughs> but in my so world, that, that's, that ain't shit. Yeah. I, all right. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Um, and you felt good? 
Yeah, feel fine. I'm asking this because we have been really cutting out carbs and and gluten and cheese and mm-hmm. dairy and all this shit. So I'm I'm not asking this because I'm the most obnoxious friend in the world, which I am that. <laughs> uh, I'm just her personal trainer. How did you feel afterwards? What was your mental? No, I just yeah. am curious to see if like her drinks hit her differently because I'm curious to know for it, myself too. I was just more that they hit faster. Um, yeah. I was more. I had three big gulps, but in like. I got home around midnight, so like over six hours. So I so paced one myself. Drink, I didn't essentially cheat. one drink an hour. Yeah, I didn't cheat. Like I didn't order DoorDash like I normally we used to. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, it was fine. I mean, I went to bed about two and woke up at seven. That was a dream. Wow, I didn't know you went to bed so late. Mm-hmm. Yep. To Zam, good. You finally had that. You've been dying to let your hair down. I'm glad oh, you were able to do it. Oh, she's going to stay down again. I know. Yeah. I know today was the real party day. Today was the real day. Last night was just a snack attizer. Yeah, because we uh, we had to wake up early and do some more mm-hmm. research. I get that. I was talking to my sister this morning, and I was like, I and I thought about it again. I'm like, all right, I think next week is another wake up early and get the research done. But, like, Travis and Jay are going to be home, and that's way harder to do. So I'm like, I've got to get my shit together. I'll probably try to do some research tomorrow to get ahead of whatever I can because it's just the layout of my life. Like our house. I say it because it's not like I'm like, I have to be near Travis and Jay. <laughs> I don't. It's just I do it at the kitchen table. And my yeah. house is like a shotgun house where the kitchen, the dining room, and the living room are in one space. And that's the whole downstairs. Yeah, you'd have to stay upstairs. Yeah. And I mean, we do have an office. I should just freaking go in there. It's just not nearly as fun to me, like being in a spacious area with like sunlight versus being in the office just... Fucking nose you can to put the them in office. Like, yeah. hey, go up there. Yeah, go upstairs. <laughs> I'm busy <laughs> trying to get famous. Get out of my face. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, I need to get ahead of the game. I think that's what my weekend is. This is the last weekend of Duck Camp, so it's my last weekend without the guys, which means I want to conquer the world like a true Type A crazy lady. <laughs> I'm gonna dig through that closet. I'm so fucking excited. I can't wait to see what I have. What I want to get rid of. This is like the first time in my life I've I've never really had money. Um, I'm not saying I have all the money in the world, but I'm 35. I'm financially, you know, secure. And it's I've lived my whole life like not really being able to afford clothes. So you just always would buy them. And it just like holds all this space in your closet. And there's so many clothes that like are 10 years old. They're not my style. They don't really flatter me. And it's the first time I'm finally going to get rid of them. I'm kind of like proud of myself. That for is being a big to, to do. It feels like it I is. I feel like you've been ramping up for that one for a I've while. I've never done it. I, I've yeah. never You told me done that. It. I don't know why you told me that, but you did three years ago. (laughs) Yeah. I've never done it before. And I've finally lost um, close to 20 pounds. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. So I feel like I can try on clothes and not want to cry. And now that I've started this career where we're a lot more casual, I just feel like I don't need all those fucking clothes in there. I have so many dress clothes that are not necessary anymore. She's throwing away her hoochie clothes. That's what she's getting at. Yeah. No, my... (laughs) My overly priced freaking dress clothes, which yeah. kind of sucks. I have two dresses that were like 90 each. And I'm just like, man, I don't want to get rid of them. But they're just not my style. Like, they're going to sit in there. I haven't worn them probably four years. I'm going to have to try. Let's do it. Okay. I love that Heather's like, let's do it because I hate doing that shit. I like a challenge. Good. I'll be like, or I'm not putting or best offer. I'm going to be like 50 bucks firm. <laughs> because then I'll be like, will you take 20? No. Will oh, I like say- it. I don't want to do that game. But I will be nosy and look up every person who wants to buy her clothes. I like it. Just to see where she's going, you know? Yeah. I got to see. Make sure it's a good I've home. never been so happy that you'll help me do that. That literally just like took a huge weight off Well, me. you're coming over next show. month and well, you can't. You're gonna, we're going to pick a different day and you're going to come over and we are going to go through my closet too. So Okay. Not my clothes closet. I'll do that on my own. The other closet with random Love stuff. Love it. God, I literally, I hate that I'm a little turned on by I it. Okay. I'm so excited to do that. <laughs> 
You won't have to find me to do that. I can tell you oh, that. Oh, I know. I I've seen you organize my Bath and Body Works candles. Underneath your sink? No, that was my sink. Oh, you did or- mm-hmm. organize underneath my sink also. I did because she opened it in front of me and I was like, I'm just going to sit down here for an hour. She asked. She didn't judge me. She just said, can I do this? Yeah. I mean, my shit gets like, I love to organize. Travis likes to organize and clean and yet still shit gets, it gets out of whack. So I'm never going to judge anyone for needing shit to be organized. It's just simply not. She doesn't a big judge at all because if she did, we would not be friends and vice versa. Yeah, that'd be pretty <laughs> fucking brutal. Uh, speaking of things, we had mentioned the drinking. I don't know that we're going to do our uh, our pre-drink thing anymore. We might. I don't want to say never means never. Right. Maybe on a rare special occasion. Yeah, I'm in agreement there. But I'm I'm good not. Yeah, I think I think we almost needed it originally. Yeah. For the confidence. 120. Like we were really nervous. They're like now we've just gotten so much better now. Yeah. You know, we're way more prepared. We've walked into it half assed before and realized how hard it is. Like <laughs> yeah. if you don't do a good job on your story and your research, it's gonna take forever in editing. Yeah. And oh my we God. neither one of us wants to do that. No. Speaking of which, um my friend Bailey last night, she asked me, she goes, Have you ever done the girl from Henderson, Kentucky? And I said, Heather Teague. And she said, Yeah. I'm like, unfortunately, I have done that story. I did it terribly. And yeah. Yeah, now anything that we did in the beginning, yeah. again. Oh. and now I'm like, God damn it! I feel like I should re. I didn't do her justice anyway. So I can't even. I mean, I talked about the freaking the Ohio house murder where those girls had gotten out, oh, and yeah. like that one is a huge one. I w- could have watched eight documentaries on it. Like, there's just so much preparation, but we all learn, right? The whole point of this was to learn, get better, oh, yeah. grow. If you started listening to our podcast and this is your first episode, dear God, please don't go all the way back to the beginning. No. Maybe go to episode four or five. Yeah. Uh, or definitely 10. not one to three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no. I mean, we've just, it's taken time We're to learn. We had, yeah. We had no one with us to help. Like no. it was, it was just JT a lot of work. pushed us in the right direction. Thanks for that. He did definitely was like, gave us some mic and said use this software and then you can watch this youtube link and then and we're off now the we're <sighs> certified by the true crime crime club that was hard that was hard. true crime club on facebook recommended us which is a big yes. to do yes and someone also said we were awful they no, said that we were like irish cats irish cats and irish cats means that you're awful <laughs> heather was like i think it's funny i was like well i've been crying for 45 minutes but thank you <laughs> Because I just don't think we're awful. I I don't. I just, people are going to be haters. They're going to hate. Yeah. As Taylor Swift said, Taylor Swift 2007. Haters going to hate. You're right. You're totally right. They're going to. And that means that people are paying attention. So, you know. It is what it is. It is. It is what it is. Are you ready to dive in? I think I am. You think so? I do. Ready to go? What do you usually say? Say it. Let's rock and roll. That's what she says. I've been going into (laughs) her office now and I go. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Now you're... It's go time. Yeah. <laughs> it's go time. We it. just chest bump and run out. Yeah. That's what Every happens. <laughs> like, let's go make some sales. And she's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Crush a Budweiser on our forehead and go our after freshly it. Botox forehead. Yeah. By Ex- the way. Eggs me. Egg- X-Men. Zemian. Zemian. Xylophone. Hold on. Really, though? No, really. X-E-M-I-A-N. Zemian. I don't know. But hey, if you guys are in Owensboro, Kentucky, this is not a paid for ad, but we think you should go to Integrated Therapy Solutions, right? They are located off of 54. Yes. It honestly feels like a second home to me at this point. I love that place. I love Kaylin. 
who owns it. Yeah, she's there. Sweet Dr. Treat. Kalen is delightful. Her dogs are there a lot. Yes. Her mom is there. They do IV drips. Which are really cool. And they really... And Fred's IV Sana. drips, like, they do change your life. Shots. Like, of course, it is It is pretty pricey. Yeah. But it's worth it. Like, I wondered if it was worth it, and it was really, really 100%. worth it. Mm-hmm. It was pretty amazing. The yeah. experience was really cool. Um, they have a good setup there. Yes, there's always shots, so, or not always shots, but there's shots that you can get um, just feeling a little low of energy. You can go get B12 shots. Anyway, it's yeah. just it's been a really fun journey for yeah. us because we've been focused so much more on health. Yep. And really, if you if you care about health and it's something you want to see what extra things you can do, I definitely suggest going to Integrated Therapy Solutions. Oh, yeah. Not a paid ad. Not yet. a paid ad. Hear that, Kaylin? Yeah. <laughs> Get on on it because we have some great foreheads. Thanks to you guys. Okay. Uh, so today. Hang on. That threw me off. <laughs> we do. Our foreheads we be looking great foreheads. nice and tight. Nice and tight. High tight. Ooh, High my, tight. Damn. Did you just hear my glasses hit the mic? No, but you know who else? Who did? Everyone, Everyone else. else. I bet they did. <laughs> That's okay. Just making sure you're awake. Wake back up. We're done talking about boring shit now. Yeah. Which isn't boring because we love all those, all that stuff. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the people, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the demographic of who listens to us, but I think self-care should always be at the top of your list. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this time we did cold cases. Cold cases. Which I wasn't really all that pumped about this one, but I, I got pumped about this one. Yeah. I kind of just went with it. It was a big, big, unfortunately, there's a lot of cold cases. So yeah. we kind of just leaned in. Yeah. And I tried to find one that was... Uh, a little different. I'm going first. Yeah, you yes. are. Yes. That's why yes. she's looking at me like my papers are so paper clipped. You have yours in your hand. Obviously, you're going first. <laughs> you bitch. Yeah. She flipped me yes. off. Y'all can't see it. Stop <laughs> flipping me off. I did not. I'm drinking my water. She's over here just staring at me like, fucking go, fucking go. Mm-hmm. Okay. This story I got from the Cold Case Files episode Did she almost fall out of your chair? We're about to have a cold case up in here. <gasps> Fuck, I almost did. I didn't know this. You're top heavy. Do not lean back God, like that. Leaned... <laughs> I was not ready for that. No. Like, What's the milli? They say the millisecond that I locked you... it. I locked it. I just thought I was going to fall. Yes. <laughs> I locked the chair. Everything is safe and secure now. Just uh, sorry about that. I'll let you start over, Heather. <laughs> As I lean back and not almost fall. Okay. Good job. That's how it was supposed got to happen. Got it. Got it and got it. <laughs> My sources for this story entitled Deja Vu. <laughs> Which I thought was a radio ad for Deja Vu in Evansville. She totally did. I did. I was like, oh, it's just a radio ad. And she's dropping like, no, all kinds of names. On this. <laughs> I know. Deja Vu, if you're in Evansville, I definitely suggest stopping by there. <laughs> they, too, do a lot of the great things that they do at Integrated yeah. across the river. Okay, I'm done. My source is Cold Case Files episode from August 28th, 2018, ClarkProsecutor.org, TD cj.texas.gov and youtube and then there's another episode of unusual suspects and a show called surviving evil um but i didn't have time to watch that okay i love that i kind of want you just to like make sound effects whenever i talk always i wish i could uh i wish i could watch it but i told myself i'm not watching any more murder shit like i usually do when the guys are away and then i get all scared says the girl who watched 32 things about btk and then got in the hot tub and I literally was scared. Yeah. Why would you not be? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's <laughs> <It was> scary. Okay. <laughs> it's scary to be alone. And then all you do is watch murder shit all day. And yeah. you're like, and then you take notes on it. Every night. Because Theo, it, your dog, 
Theo, who stars at the end of every episode. I God love baby him. Baby Angel. And in the middle of one of the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> he would lick an intruder well, and want to be their best friend. Because he he's everyone's he best barks. friend. He is a guard dog and that he will announce that anyone has come to the front door. Mm-hmm. But he also announces that no one's in the backyard. And that always terrifies me. Because I'm like, do you see a yeah. ghost or is there a cat? Well, like the time that I watched him and I stayed yeah. at your house. And yeah. at 3 a.m. The, the witching hour yeah he starts barking at the corner of the room for nothing he did so i'm terrified i don't blame you he's done it underneath the bed before too and i okay, like what? almost shit myself oh good yeah I'm glad that straight you... almost shit myself <laughs> like i'm telling you yeah it is what it is okay i'm about to dive in dive in i, I have my fucking not binoculars but the monocle goggles goggles i have my goggles on i'm ready oh wow we are just beating the shit out of these mics today. Yeah, i know they're all up in our grills that's, that's what i mean yeah, yeah, in your grill. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> yes. Fuck. September 17th, 1996. Three day, I wrote three days before I turned 11. <laughs> Thanks. For those of you who want to know how old I am. <laughs> I was very passionate about that. Good. In Arlington, Texas, a man named Thang Koo. Sorry, one more time. Thang. Like Thang. I think it's just a thing. I thang. think it's Tang. It's Tang. Okay. Because I remember thinking about the 80s tang drink, coon? the whole Tang Koo. Tang Koo. Yes. Okay, thank you. Yes. Came home to Pear Tree Apartments to find his apartment deadbolted from the inside. Ooh, his, that's fucked up. Yeah. His girlfriend, Christine Vu, was in the apartment that they lived together, and she didn't answer the door, which he didn't think that was a big deal. So Tang went to smoke a cigarette out of his car and waited. He was like, well, she's probably just in the bathroom or something. And he went back upstairs, and it was still locked. So then he goes and finds a payphone. He calls up there, because, you know, 96, and yeah. no answer. So he goes one more time to try the door, but this time it was open and unlocked. Like, what? the door was unlocked when he got back. So it was shut, but it's unlocked. Creepy, okay. Yeah. So he goes in the- Well, not really. That's not creepy. He's like, okay, she finally unlocked the door. He goes in the bathroom, and unfortunately, he finds Christine in a half-full bathtub, her hands and feet secured by duct tape, and she was face down. No. Yeah. She'd been strangled and raped and left there for dead. She was a 25-year-old school teacher, too, so, like, didn't deserve that at all. Tang called 911 because after he had unfortunately found her. When the police arrived there at 530 that day, they looked at Tang for more answers. They said he was real distraught and he was screaming at him, like, go find who did this. Like, he yeah, was as you, it. you'd expect, yeah. right? His story obviously raised, raised some red flags to the police, but there was no forced entry or anything like that. They found semen on her body, so they knew for certain that she was raped before she was murdered. The two detectives who were assigned to the case, they, of course, thought domestic dispute because they said normally that's what it is and it's not a stranger oh in these cases. Tang was the number one suspect, but he was like, do whatever you need. To. Like, he was, he said, sure, I'll do whatever you need from me. I didn't do this, so whatever you guys need to clear me, do it. He gave all the samples of hair, the blood, all that. He answered every question that they asked, even though he was still freaking out. My goodness. Yeah. Once the reports came back from the crime scene, they saw various fingerprints around the apartment that weren't Tang's. Uh, the smoking gun, though, was one that was on the deadbolt on the inside that wasn't his or hers. At the crime scene. And nobody that was working the scene, it wasn't anybody's. Uh, yeah. This made the police actually start to believe him. And they think that he was sitting outside smoking no. a cigarette while she was being killed. Oh. Yeah. So pinning that. How he didn't hear anything through the door? He walked He walked away to his car to smoke a cigarette and come back. I, I don't know, know he if went it was cold. Was like, or, like they think he hurried up and killed her while. I don't know. That's, 
Either way, like he was, that would just be a terrible feeling. I know. I'm just curious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I oh hear my you. God. Especially, Same. I mean, anywhere in the house, it doesn't. It, who knows where? I think since it was a car apartment complex, he like walked away, like all the way back down. Oh no, yeah. I, I get that part. Oh, okay. But he went up and knocked and was like, "Hey, like, yeah. babe, unlock the door. I'm here." You know? Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Brenda Norwood and her family were getting ready for the holidays. They usually did like a big Christmas Eve family get-together thing. While cooking and doing all the prep work, Brenda's niece called Brenda and said, hey, she can't get a hold of her 22-year-old cousin, Wendy Prescott. She was supposed to be there also. At 11 p.m., Brenda, Aunt Brenda was like, uh, fuck this. So her and her husband go over to Wendy's apartment, and it's the Pear Tree Apartments, to check on her. When they enter Wendy's place, they find her in the bathtub, half full, naked bound with duct tape and she was also deceased the police called and it happened to be the same two detectives that went to oh man christine well, good. and they said it was like deja vu when they walked in oh, man. because they immediately were hit with everything all over again it was the same floor plan the wall colors everything was it was the same apartment same apartment complex okay sorry i did i was okay yeah wow they were Fucking both at mm-hmm. i remember this i remember this in a different show being redone yeah. And they he wasn't killing people. He hadn't started killing people. He was just raping people in the same apartment complex. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yep. The in the way that he left the women in the bathtub was obviously identical. At Wendy's, the killer had also left semen there and there was one fingerprint that was in the dust on the nightstand. So they have to act fast though, which I never even thought of because they have to block the scene off because they got to lift it, try to take pictures of it and they don't want someone to walk past and blow it all, you know? Oh shit. Which I never even thought of at all because they said (laughs) one breeze. They were like, that could ruin everything. Sorry. And that's okay. uh, This one was a thumbprint and they said that they can't compare it to the other one at Christine's place because it was an index finger. On the lock. Son of a bitch. The semen from both places confirmed that the bath that they dubbed him the bathtub killer was the same man. And then this ruled out Tang Ku, Christine's boyfriend. Thank goodness. He was quoted saying he was guilty until proven innocent in the case, but he didn't sound mad about it. He just sounded like real sad. So like on top of losing his girlfriend, he has to try to be like, no, I promise I didn't do this. I couldn't imagine. Like, I just couldn't imagine. That's a lot of grief on one. Yeah. If I lost Travis and they thought I did it. My God. And they have to like. They have to. And they don't do it in a kind way because they don't have time to be fucking kind about it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially this one looked real sketch. Gosh. It looks kind of sketch. So luckily there was a fingerprint on the door. They probably yeah. still would have been up his ass. The investigators said that his story was super sad, but they, they actually admitted this. But what, because he was there while it was happening, he didn't know it. And then he had to be the focus of suspicion and then lost his girlfriend, like I just said. So now that they don't have a suspect and there's two women that are dead within three months of each other in the same apartment complex. That's crazy. I know. On Christmas morning in 96, the whole complex and everyone started panicking, of course, because they found two people, the same place, same killer, within three months of each other. That's terrible. So it hit the news and everything. Women started moving out of there in swarms, obviously, and that slowed the investigation down because they had to, for one, they had to interview all those people. And then it could also, they said it could camouflage the suspect moving out at the same time of the complex if he lived there. Oh, shit. Yeah. They ran the prints through APHIS, which is the American Fingerprint Identification System, and they were confident. They're like, this is going to work. Yeah. So they think, sorry, Mm -hmm. they think it would be somebody that lived in the complex because that seems really fucking dumb. 
Yeah, they, I mean, they had to rule all those people out. I guess too. it could be someone who, like, let's say we lived together, but my name was the only name on the lease. That would be mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. Okay. They sent it through APHIS, and it didn't return a match, though, and they were kind of shocked about that. So then they turned to DNA because, and they said, this one was another story, like the shows where they normally say one-liners, and you can tell they're happy I always about love it. those. Yeah. He said they had the suspect in laboratory custody. <gasps> mm-hmm. Did, did we was, have a country accent? It was real cute. Where is it at? Where's, where's Texas. Te- oh, yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Y'all got to listen to that because the <laughs> they're so cute. They're so cute sounding. The, the detectives are so cute. I may like, watch it tonight. Well, I don't know. It's about women being raped and killed. Yeah, I don't think I would. Probably not. Yeah, okay. you should watch like. <laughs> yeah. So Sex they, in the city. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they had to get hundreds and hundreds of DNA samples from the Pear Tree apartment complex because kind of like you said, it's not only the tenants that they had to get this from, but it was anybody who delivered there, who worked on things there. Like, Does it go on deaf ears that it was called the pear tree, like partridge in a pear tree, and it was during the holidays? My ears must have been deaf because, yes. That's all. Whenever you said the pear, I was like, the pear tree apartments, the partridge in a pear tree, and it's during the holidays? Sis. <laughs> I don't know. It's just been not everybody is Chris Kringle. Like, <laughs> I mean, I it's know. just I'm I know. just you know, it's outside looking I'm just in. I love taking it. the information and computing in my nogs. I love eggnog. I do not love eggnog. I just want to throw that. I love eggnog. I know you do. Gross. Okay, so they had uh, hundreds and hundreds of people to clear because of all the people that right. were linked to the tenants. Then at, they kept running samples, and there was a handful of times they were like, we, we got them. We finally got them. We got them. And then every, nothing would come of it. They gave an example of a guy who worked for an air conditioning company, and he had done some work there, but he happened to be absent from work on both days mm. that the girls were murdered. He was cleared, though, but and so it takes time to chase all this stuff down. Yeah. So they think they're going down the right path, and then surprise. So, so. he was Brooklyn Maple, and then they contact Tracy, and Tracy's like, oh, no, she was sick with the flu. Yeah, she called. <laughs> she never misses work. Yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, another instance was one guy lived across the hall from both murder victims, but he was cleared by DNA. One guy, it kept happening like that. So yeah. they would think there were so, so many close. people it could be. One guy changed all the locks right before Christine was killed in the whole apartment complex. So My you get, they kept going down dead end. So that had to be frustrating. And I know all this probably sounds quick. But it took 18 months to clear 102 suspects. I'm not shocked at all. Yeah. But on TV, you, th- you think about it. I do yeah. anyway. Like when I watch TV shows, I'm like, well, that's, you know, you always hear they got arrested in 2004. And then they go to trial in 2008. Yeah. And so like shit takes time. It sure does. Another 200 men were cleared with a solid alibi or fingerprints. And the case goes cold again. And the bathtub killer just stops. They can't believe that he did this twice in three months though, and just quits. Like that's probably yeah. far-fetched. February 23rd, 1999, at the University of Texas, a call came in for rape at Alpha Kappa Alta Sorority House. Shima Benson was a 22-year-old senior there. She woke up. This would be so scared. She woke up to a man in her room who held a gun to her head. Mm. He said, do what I say, and I won't kill you, and then he raped her. At some point, Shima, who I think is a badass, decided, fuck you, and bit him in the dick. (gasps) Hard. How'd she, like... He okay. I don't. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get into logistics. But she bit his dick, and you good can for bite her. it off, can't you? She, I think you can. She bit it. I not off, but I would assume. If cl- fucking close. I mean, I yeah. Uh, yeah. I try. Uh, same. <laughs> yeah. He was so pissed about that. Obviously, he was. He got real pissed, and he beat her so bad that her eyes, uh, her eyes swell shut. She had tons mm-hmm. of cuts, bruises. She was bleeding everywhere. He just left her there to die, and he ran out. They were able to get a rape kit from Shima, though, and she gave him a description 
of who this oh, was. Oh, fuck. When a story aired on the news, they got a call from Wendy Prescott's best friend, <gasps> who was also the last one to see her alive. She said, that should have been me. That should have been me that was raped. She said that, sure, that was the same guy that killed Wendy. She linked the two together. She, apparently, her ex-boyfriend had been stalking her, this best friend of Wendy. She she just moved out of that sorority house, <gasps> even had the same room. Because no. he found out where she stayed. So he, he went there thinking she was going to be there, and she wasn't. So Shima was just wrong place, wrong time. Oh. Mm-hmm. They compared the two DNA samples to get a match. They tracked down the ex-boyfriend that she had talked about. It wasn't his DNA. I figured it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, right? Like I was the whole time. I was like, "Oh, they got him!" Like, yeah, this so was a co- what a fucking coincidence. Yeah, the the coincidences is is unlike anything I've ever heard before. Yeah, unlike anything I've fucking still, heard before. They still they still were in it. Yeah, it's this wild. had to be fucking wild to watch. Yeah. Okay, what is it on? I need to. I'm gonna have to watch that tonight. I have to now. I threw I'll the paper down. It's over there. Rewind. Just Cold case files. Cold case files. It's from uh, August called... 25th, 2018. Deja vu. Mm-hmm. Got it. All yeah, right. and you got to hear how cute their voices are. I'm on it. Okay, so. Miraculously, this still linked the two together, even though it wasn't the same person. So this, because it allowed them to exclude two thirds of their list of, of suspects that they had mm-hmm. already because of the physical description that Shima gave them. Oh, thank goodness! Yeah, Shima's rapist was an African American male, but his major identifier was that he had an injury on his wing still because mm-hmm. of her, and they said it won't heal very quickly. So the detective, whoa, the so detective, the, the detective, the de- <laughs> you know, that's where my brain. Oh, goes. my God. <laughs> so they'd have to be like, let me see your dick. So these detectives have been chasing this guy for three years now and three years. Yeah. And they have to wonder about their pains every time they walk in, like you just said. Yes. I don't know how I would cope if they're like, Brooklyn, I think you're a serial rapist. Show me your vagina. <laughs> You'd say just Google it. <laughs> that's hurtful. I'm just kidding. I'd be like. This is uncomfortable. Yeah. That would be so uncomfortable to just be like a random person that that would. Like, it wasn't yeah. me. I'm sorry that I look like fucking Juanita, the female rapist or whatever. <laughs> but I didn't do it. And now I had to show you my private parts. So Juanita, unfair. Juanita, the. I'm just saying. <laughs> that one got me a little bit. I can tell. <laughs> okay. I got to go back in. Instinct. Yes. So this caused them, though, to start going back and looking at some other rape cases because they never thought that he would let them live if he went all the way there. They didn't yeah. think to do those. So when they put out an APB for this guy, they they included his battle scar. Mm. That's what they said. In a nearby town, they linked another rape by DNA to this guy. So now four confirmed, two lived, and two unfortunately did not. The summer of 1999, they ran out of leads again, and then so they go back to the apartments. DNA was coming, like, and science was advancing this whole time, right. of course. And, like, they always do on this fucking show. Yeah. They always are like, and then DNA yep. advanced. And they realized they couldn't just splooge and bleed all over the place. Right. <laughs> like, everywhere. Uh, like a super I will just literally and- nut all over this. <laughs> and I'm going to assume no one's going to know it was me. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Let me just spit, too. Okay. I was not expecting you to say you're, you're not over here splooging all over the place. <laughs> With a broken dick. Oh my god. I'm just saying. Okay. The FBI developed way better software for APHIS, so now they were able to compare the prints three hundred and sixty degrees and they couldn't do that before apparently. 
They tried this for the first time, and this was three and a half years later. Two weeks later, after they submit it, they get the name Dale Devon Chanette back from the FBI, and they were able to link him to both murder scenes. The name sounded familiar because the, they found his name in the case file on their list. He was number 17, no but way. nothing stuck out to him. He had no, not, like, wow. Yeah. He was on their list, but he, they just were like, nah, wouldn't you? Wow. Because they couldn't link him that way. And yeah. Yeah. Dale lived there, and he had no prior record before that, before the murders. He was arrested for burglary, and that's why his prints were entered, but this was after. So they didn't have him at the time of the murder they find him and they bring him in and of course he's like yeah i don't know how that happened or how my fingerprints got there and the cops were like hey show me your dick and give us your dna (laughs) that's not what they said in the show but that's basically what they said in a polite way i like it but i I like like that way more show me that dick show me that dick right here i bet it was fucking small too and i'm glad he had a deformity after the fact Mm. they how does he explain that to any woman that he made love to that did it consensually doesn't sound like he had consensual but do you i'm sure he did over three years i'm sure he had a girlfriend at some point had sex and she was like so you yeah this crazy bitch bit my dick and it's like you were raping you raped there's no way in hell that i would look at a dick that had been bitten like that and didn't think yeah that he forced not like he got something lawnmower accident or something yeah it would be teeth marks it's so obvious yeah man Mm -hmm. all right he obviously said no when they were like show me your dick and give me your dna he's like "Mm, no then they came back with a court order and then lo and behold he had the deformed dick and his dna did match Mm -mm -mm -mm. dale devon chanette was arrested and by this time he had been linked to by dna to five rapes and two murders fuck him Mm -hmm. january 8th 2003 Chanette was found guilty of capital murder and they charged him for both murders but they just did a blanket conviction they didn't want the both families to go like they went with the one they had the best evidence on gotcha this sentence got him the maximum penalty in texas which was lethal injection oh shit mm-hmm, they don't fuck around mm. february 10th 2009 they convicted the deformed dick dale not to glorify him because fuck him but i know you're curious so i went ahead and looked that up too his last words were my only statement is that no cases ever tried have been error free those are my words no cases are error free you know, he didn't acknowledge the six witnesses who attended on behalf of the victims either. Oh, my God. Yeah. His last meal was, because I always like to look at that, two spicy fried leg quarters, French Gross. fries, and ketchup, and two spicy fried pork chops. He had no fucking taste. I hope he has eternal heartburn. Is what I, I hope his asshole is spicy. <laughs> spicy asshole. Spicy Spicy asshole. fat asshole. Yeah. All five surviving rape victims were in the courtroom during the trial, and Shima Benson was talking about how hard it was not to strangle him, like, even after all that time. She said she thinks he deserved that sentence, but part of her, quote, wanted him in general population being raped, like, by the other convicts. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, Shima Simone, or Shima Benson goes by Shima Simone. She's a freelance journalist, and she was also a TV personality, and she appeared on a season of Big Brother. She worked on several huge media companies and networks, so she's she's doing okay. Yeah, it sounds like she's doing just fine. Yeah, and that is the deja vu cold case of the piece of shit, Dale Devon Chanette. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. And his How long was he in jail? Dead? Before he ended up dying, do you know? They found him guilty on 2003 in January, and then he was executed in February 2009. Okay, so he got enough ass play, probably. <laughs> How much is enough? No, I'm kidding. I mean, or <laughs> no, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends. Yeah. Because whenever I tell you mine, you're, we're going to have different 
viewpoints, I'm sure. <laughs> I am sure. Well, yeah. Fuck him. I know. I'm glad he has a mangled dick. Mm-hmm. It's very sad, though. I know. I try to find where Tanku was. Like nothing- oh, sorry, what? I wanted to find where Tanku was. I hope he's doing well. I'm just curious, like, why, um, like, any reason why Mm-mm. he they decided said, to be that way? They they didn't dive into, you know, I would have dove in with them if they I know, I just, I wish background. it would, like, and sometimes they don't. Yeah, sometimes they were they just really like, don't. he's a piece of shit. We found him. He's he's dead now. But, yeah, I need everybody to go listen to the, I'm very hung up on that. Listen to the what? Investigators. Oh, okay. I was like, what they is sound it? sound so cute. Okay. Well, we'll have to do that. Yeah. Are you ready? All right, let's go. I want to tell you about a cold Let's case. Let's go. Isn't that what you um, said? Yeah. Okay. And I did not name it anything because it's just too sad. It's just not it. <sighs> okay. Sometimes I can do it. I can make a joke. Sometimes I can't. They just don't. I just can't. So I got mine from grunge.com, ksl.com, Jack Rosewood, the true crime author. He did a fucking awesome article on this. Oh. And I kind of give him a shout out in there, too. He he was really great. Um, I'm going to talk to you about Anna Palmer. Let's do this. Let's Let's do it. <laughs> On September 10th, 1998, a time when your curfew was set to when the streetlights came on, a young Anna Palmer was calling her mother Nancy at work asking if she could play outside with the neighborhood kids. Anna is 13 at the time. She is living in Salt Salt Lake City, Utah. They lived in a picturesque neighborhood, kids and parents all knowing each other. They're riding bikes. They're playing hide and seek. Uh, her mother said yes and gave her a curfew of 7 p.m. She wanted her home as she was getting home herself. Okay. So this is literally, this is 98, so it's our childhood. Yeah. It's our childhood. 100%. Because she was 13, so she was one year older than me. And one year younger than mm-hmm. me. Right? 98? Yeah, 13. I think so. Yes, I was 13. Yes. Okay. In 98? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then, there you have it. Um, at 7 p.m., her mother arrived home and found Anna just sort of like lying on the front porch, um, which was really weird. Like she was just lying on their front porch in front of the door. What? And as she walked up, she realized her daughter was lying in a pool of blood. Oh, no. She frantically called 911 and attempted CPR, hoping she could help. But unfortunately, her daughter had died before her mother got home. <sighs> Somehow, in broad daylight, in a safe neighborhood, Anna was brutally attacked and murdered right on her doorstep. She was badly beaten, stabbed five times, with one stab causing a gash in her throat and another severing her spinal cord. Oh, no. To make all of it worse, if that's even possible, she had been sexually assaulted as well. On her porch in broad daylight. Oh, fuck. How is that a 13-year-old... On her front porch. I just can't fathom anything happening in my neighborhood on the front porch. Daylight. I looked up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, because it was September. The sun hadn't gone. Like, yeah. it, it was daylight. Yeah. And I looked at the house because I had to understand how the fuck this Yeah, could tell happen. me that. So, it's a small, what I would consider like an A-frame house, right? Okay. Uh, the front porch, it had like a cute little railing, but I cannot understand. So, just behind. A rape, a murder, and a stabbing with a beating How? could happen with no one hearing it yeah. or seeing anything. That's wild. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's easy to say that everyone was pissed. Yeah. This young girl lied in a safe, like, she was in a safe community, and essentially she followed all of the rules for safety, and this horrible thing happened. On her, you feel safe there. Yeah. So it's your neighborhood. Like, you, it was a safe like neighborhood. Like your porch. Your front fucking door. Yeah. She had almost walked into her house. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. The homicide detectives were rushing to find the killer, and of course they started to canvas the neighborhood. They talked to family and friends, like the usual work that we're so familiar with. Yeah. They put together a timeline of events that took place that day. As soon as she got off the phone with her mom, she walked down the street and met up with her friend, Loxanne Konosov. They went to a local park and basically just swung on the swing set. Yeah, it's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. So cute. Little 13 year old just swinging away. Uh, when it got closer to seven, she started to head back home with Loxanne. They had noticed a man was following them and they both thought he was suspicious. They were like, yeah, let's not have him behind us because he was walking behind us. So they stop and they let him pass him. Like they're like, fuck oh. this. Walk in front of us. Mm-hmm. Loxanne said that when they did pass, like the guy turned around and glared at Anna. Uh... So then they stop at another friend's house, 14 year old Amy Johnson, to see her new kitten. Loxanne then walked a different way home, but Anna seemed to be accompanied by this male stranger. Yeah. He creeped me out personally, said Johnson, who had the kitten and saw the strange man walking with Anna. I looked back and Anna was walking home and he was still walking behind her like a crazy person. I looked again and no one was there. What? Oh, no. There's that moment of just like sadness. Mm -hmm. So like people saw it, thought that's weird, but nothing was stopped or said. At this point... At this point, if someone was walking behind me and I'm in Deer Valley, which is my neighborhood, I feel super safe there, and they seemed off, I'd probably be like, bro, can I help you? Like, I like to think, I say that, but we always say this issue, like, with women, we're expected to be nice even when people make us feel uncomfortable. We're supposed to be polite, we're supposed to smile even when people make us feel uncomfortable. So I have situations still to this day where I'm uncomfortable by somebody, but I don't feel like I'm able to say something. A 13-year-old girl in the 90s would have no ability to say anything. Especially back then. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Especially back then. Now, yeah. But then I also think about it, and I'm like, if I lived in the neighborhood and I saw some fucking wing nut, I would address that situation Mm -hmm. because there's kids in the neighborhood. So we'll talk about that more, too. Yeah. Basically point that out. Like, adults, parents, non-parents, older teenagers, like, this guy seemed to make everyone nervous. So, like, why didn't they say something? Drunk or drugged people walking in once more a safe community is off to me, especially when children are there. Yeah. Back then, I feel like... They didn't, it wasn't see something, say something. It was see something, go talk about it at your house. Like, I don't feel like it was talked about as publicly. I know, but I feel like dads, like, I I feel like, something. I feel like a dad or a guy would be like, the ball was dropped somewhere. Yeah. I feel, I feel that way. Yeah. And I literally said, see something, say something like it's a damn airport. Right. Everyone remember that. You do not want to have seen something, thought it was weird, yeah. didn't address it, and somebody gets hurt. What's the worst case scenario if you do say something? We've talked you, about this so yeah, many you know times. What I mean? Like, you, you just piss off a dude. Well, quit being creepy. Yeah. Then maybe people won't go tell everyone that you're fucking creepy. Right. Like, don't be a weirdo. Don't and be if, a fucking yeah, weirdo. And if I make people mad, I don't care. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, the inter, uh, the police department interviewed 200 people in relation to Anna Palmer's murder, focusing on sex offenders and anyone who looked the part. Her family made public appeals to the media for anyone that could help. Uh, there was an $11,000 reward for information leading up to the killer's arrest and conviction, but still they got no one, and the oh case became God. cold. All right, so I'm going to nerd out just a little bit. The CODIS database uh, means Combined DNA Index System was still rather new at the time. The pilot project started in 1990, and then in 94, they established the NDIS, or National DNA Index System, and it became fully functional in 98, which is the year that this took place. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a really cool fact sheet, actually, on the FBI website that gives you a lot of details on it, so I figured I'd just kind of educate us all real quick. Yeah, I... I'm literally on the edge of my seat because I want to know. Yeah. So how do these DNA databases use CODIS work? 
For example, in the case of a sexual assault where an evidence kit is collected from the DNA, or excuse me, collected from the victim, a DNA profile of the suspected perpetrator is developed from the swabs in the kit. The forensic unknown profile attributed to the suspected perpetrator is searched against their state database of convicted offender and arrestee profiles. And these are contained within the convicted offender and arrestee indices, I think, if that state is authorized to collect in the database DNA samples of these people. Not and not what we're going to know is in not all places is the DNA collected. Oh, for specific crimes at certain times. I didn't think about that. If there is a candidate match in the convicted offender or arrestee index, the laboratory will go through procedures to confirm the match. And if confirmed, they will obtain the identity of the suspected perpetrator. The DNA profile from the evidence is also searched against the state's database of crime crime scene DNA profiles called the forensic index. If there is a candidate match in the forensic index, the laboratory, the laboratory goes through the confirmation procedures. And if confirmed, the match will have linked two or more crimes together. Oh, wow. The law enforcement agencies involved in these cases are then able to share the information obtained on each of the cases poss- to possibly develop those leads. Woo. Will you read that again? Okay. <laughs> no. Um, and we'll get we'll get in there more. Mm-hmm. So let's fast forward to 2009, okay. which is now 11 years after Anna Palmer's murder. Detectives, detectives from Salt Lake City reopen the case, and they begin testing articles of clothing as well as her fingernail clippings. This sweet girl had fought as hard as she could, and with that, she is able to find her own killer. Oh. There was finally a matching in the CODIS system to the DNA recovered under Anna's fingernails. His name was Matt Breck. Time warp again. Let's head back to where he was when Anna took that fateful walk to the park. Okay. Matt Breck was from California and was only 19 in 98. He moved to Salt Lake City because one of his friends had said that they could find steady work there. Unfortunately, he too likely didn't realize that his friend was a loser and would rather get drunk than go to work. Uh. So his friend, his name's Todd Clark. He didn't have a ton of nice things to say about Breck. He basically painted the picture of what you and I would think is a fucking loser punk. A loser punk. He thought of himself as a tough guy and would get drunk and start fights with people like a fucking loser. Douche. Even Clark's wife was super creeped out by him. And she even went to the cops when Anna was murdered and was like, hey, look into this guy. Uh -uh. Mm Uh-uh. Why did... Why didn't they do Oh, yeah, wait for it. He apparently always showed people this knife that he had on him, and get this. He lived one fucking block away from Anna. Okay. So he lived one block away. I'm taking my glasses off. Likely fit the description. Yeah. They went and interviewed 200 people, so he had to have been on the list because he was one block away. Yeah, but they didn't think. Nope. Even though someone else was saying, I think he did this, Mm -hmm. and she was a female. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. So during that time, uh, Breck was actually charged with a violent felony in a different case, and it was lowered to a misdemeanor, so he didn't really do any jail time. And sadly, they never took his DNA. They don't. Uh, this they is didn't always. Me they didn't so always bad. take DNA, right? Like, yeah. Now, like what I got arrested for a DUI when I was nineteen, and they did my fingerprints. I don't know that they did my DNA. I don't remember that. I was drunk. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know that a DUI is the reason you'd get a, a cheek swab. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, but once more, Ancestry.com. It's already in there now. He was definitely a story of a guy who went to jail and then totally lost his mind and became a maniac. So shit goes fucking ape shit after this. So he leaves Utah and takes his trash ass to Idaho. A year later in 99, he's already convicted of a burglary charge and serves two years for the crime. Literally right after this motherfucker gets out of jail, he is picked up on a child molestation charge and finally gets a long sentence. 
During that time, his DNA finally goes into fucking CODIS. After that. Yep. And here's that moment I even said it. Now, even for a DUI, your day and I, I see, I thought that. Like, if you had a DUI or something, like, I thought they were doing swabs for everyone, but I don't think they do. I think it requires, like... It's probably different in every state, like you said. Yeah. That, that makes me mad. Because he... So he molested that other child after. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So if they... I feel like it could have been prevented. That's yes. Yeah. Okay. It definitely I'm could have fucking been. angry now. Thanks. For, yeah. yeah. He was in and out of the system and it took a minute for them to finally do that swab. I feel like in the case that you're in and out of the system, you should be getting a fucking swab. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Things could have, yeah. things could have been prevented. He had a great piece of, um, oh, I found a great piece of information from Jack Rosewood in which he explains the CODIS system needs to be constantly updated and agencies that are looking for a match from a DNA sample need to continually check the system. So emails are not sent when or if a match is made. So you have to go in and search it. Oh. Yeah. So thank you, Jake. You're the rock star for us on that. (laughs) So now it's 2009 and they have their guy. They don't have to look far because he's still in that Idaho prison for sodomizing that young child. Fucking hate him. He is the worst. He's extradited to Salt Lake City and finally charged with first degree murder and aggravated sexual abuse of a child. So in Utah, it is a pro-capital punishment state, and they are a death penalty state. Please tell me he's dead. No. So Breck (laughs) knew that he was going to be up against that, and he decided to, in 2011, to plead guilty to murder so that he wouldn't wouldn't get the fucking death penalty. He still... He pled so that he could get life without parole. Pussy-ass bitch. That's exactly how I feel about it. what he is. Yeah. But here's something that we should keep in mind. He He can't be very bright either because he is a child killer. And what is a child killer in the prison system? A child molester. They call them chomos. I watch a lot of prison shows. You definitely do. But they call them chomos. Yeah. And they get, they get, they're hated. They are the scum of prison. Yeah. As they should be. Yeah. He's basically at the bottom of the food chain and he is getting his ass fucked regularly and likely beaten. Good. All the time. Fucker. That is the very sad tale of Anna Palmer and how her fight against her killer was how she put him behind bars from beyond the grave. Her parents had to wait so long. Her, I, they and never you know, mentioned her dad, so I don't you know, know about her him. mom. Probably, yeah. Well, her mom, anyway, that we know for sure. I mean, I'm sure that she she probably felt like shit. Yeah, she. Yeah, I mean, obviously, an extra level of shit because she was like, "Yeah, you can go." Well, I I'm sure she doesn't blame herself for letting her go. I, I think she's not. probably just sad that she wasn't there five minutes earlier. Right. Yeah. Oh man. I think the reason I picked this story was because it was just so obscene to me. Mm-hmm. Like a little girl just playing in her neighborhood. Yeah. That was like a cute, safe place. And it was like, now, you know, you're obviously going to be more alert. But back then, like, we didn't pay attention to anything. We didn't no. think to do that. I grew up in a small town in southern Indiana. And, you know, we rode our bikes and did stuff all the time all over town. Yeah. And oh, we would ride our bikes so far. Yeah. From, and we didn't have phones. No. We would have to go on the IGA. This is so Midwest. We had to go on the IGA and use the phone after we got um tater wedges and call my parents to check in to let them know we were safe yeah but that was like once a day <laughs> like we yeah it's it's, yeah. it's just so sad you know that poor girl i just can't believe no one heard anything too that poor i just can't fathom any of it any of it and yeah. not like hear like not hearing anything yeah i just don't get that part either and how we could just rape someone in broad daylight on their doorstep psycho like that requires like mm-hmm. clothing removal and stuff yeah i just i just like this guy who just lives there still and duct tapes girls and rapes them and puts them in bathtubs. Like, yeah. wild. Everyone sucks. Everyone I'm glad, though, suck. that at least technology is getting better. Yes. And they're able to 
They always say that on Cold Case. And you can see when it's like an older episode, because then they'll be like, then the internet became available. And then they're like, they explain all the DNA stuff, which we're so spoiled now that we're used to it being out for years. So we don't think about how they had to transition into that. It's amazing that people can still get away with murder as it is. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how many spouses kill people and act like they're going to get away with it. Mm-hmm. They're like we've. What's interesting about taking the time to look into a cold a cold case is that these crimes are committed and there's essentially nothing that's going to tie them or prove them to right. it if it's a random act of violence. Mm-hmm. And then we watch all of these other ones where like people kill people close to them and try to do these crazy fucking steps around it like it's going to change. Like, how did you think that wasn't going to come back to you? Mm -hmm. Hashtag Scott Peterson. That's just my personal. Oh, my. That's who I was thinking about. (laughs) He was one of the ones I was thinking about. Some people think he didn't do it. And I'm sorry. I do. Oh, there's no part of me that thinks he didn't do it. I don't care if he was hot or not. Yeah. There's that other hot dad that like killed all his kids and his wife. Yeah. We've seen him. All American. It's called All American something on Netflix. All American dad or something like Mm. All American. Mm-hmm. something like that anyway all but i think about him mm-hmm. yeah where he just kills in his, his entire family and he's like oh my wife took him away like how long do you think you're gonna make that yeah no. work yeah Mm-mm. fuck bags and then you have some dumb ones that google how to murder my wife on their home computer <sighs> anyway or like that dad who um left his kid in the car and the kid died on a hot summer day and he had googled like days before it how long does it take what? for your kid to die that i never happened? heard of that oh it was only a few years ago Ooh, yeah uh, and because he was seen asshole. going out to his car to like do something mm-hmm. and his kid was still in the back seat <gasps> dead oh, and he no. never like he acted like he never looked back there and you can see him like look and they're like well and i remember the news this is giving the news me like came in it. and they took the same vehicle uh-huh. and they turned around to look and they're like i can't see the back seat it was one of those pieces of like Wow. That if you went like that and looked over from where the top of the chair is, yeah. you couldn't see that the car seat that's was right so behind you. That's so mm-hmm. But that's why, that's the other thing too, is you're not supposed to put your kid in the car seat behind you. Because you like, like people oh. do it so they can see directly behind them in the rear view mirror, but it also means that you don't see them when you look behind you. Look at you. I don't know. That's I don't have a kid. chat. But that would be my Maple, biggest. Because that makes that sense. That would be my biggest fear, would be yeah. leaving a child in, in a hot car. You don't like leaving anything in your car. No, let alone a child. Except for I leave a lot of stuff in your car. Yes, you do. <laughs> Including trash. Oh, well, it's like, uh, what? <laughs> Including you, trash. You, you leave trash in my car. Well, I just want to make sure you're always thinking of me. Yep, that, and that's what that's what helps me do it. I, I just have to make sure. Yeah, I'm glad you do. Yeah. Sad times. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I say that, and then all the shit I've Googled on this podcast, I'm like, I'm definitely going to be a... They're going to go through my shit. And I'm like, just listen to the fucking podcast. We're going to get flagged somehow, some way. And I have like murder shirts and I ho- I just ho- and- I literally have a shirt that says this is my alibi. You do. <laughs> yeah. For my I'm only here for murder my themed birthday brunch that you threw me cuz you are the best. And I love that shirt. Yeah, that I mean that's a good shirt. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. a good shirt. Yeah, mine what is mine was Dom Oh, I don't want to repeat what it said it was bad. Anywho, sir. I downloaded that thing and I am just getting like it has been vib- like vibrating on my wrist so much. The, it's like taking all the orders that came in last week and it's like oh, notifying the, them that they're the delivered. app. Yeah. Mine does it whenever I do. The, so Brooklyn downloaded an app before this. She uses route. I This was shop. That will tell you where all your packages are. And I have an online shopping problem. So <laughs> this kind of puts them all in one place. So now, but sometimes when you do like a grocery pickup, like I do that, 
it'll be like say that your stuff is en route and I'm like it's not en route I had to go pick it up yeah I don't so sometimes it pulls things that don't deserve to be pulled yeah right now I really feel like that's a I think Amazon just needs me to log in so it can it can read their shit and I can stop getting 800 freaking notifications. <laughs> well, it's the weekend. We're Yay! officially done. We have done our recordings and now we get to like enjoy life and relax and I'm pumped. Quite excited. Me too. Yeah. Tell Are you working you guys, out today? Tell us what. Well, no. <laughs> oh, that was. That no. Was, the way you I'm, worded that was like, I just said, so are you going to do anal tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just very adamant that I'm like, nope, Friday, Saturday off. Yeah. And then back at it tomorrow. I hear you. Mm -hmm. Since we took Friday off for our Botox, I am going to do some upper body. And I'm pretty pumped about it. You got I'm gonna it. I'm going to make some white bean chicken chili tomorrow in the crock pot at the gym in the morning. Do some editing of this podcast. Look at her. Clean and organized. My favorite Main on a mission. My rocks are already off. <laughs> well, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Um, let us know if there's any topic that you want us to cover. That's right. Uh, we really appreciate you coming and listening to us. We do. It's, we're so grateful. We're very thankful. What do I always say now? Can't stop. Tell your mom. Tell your sister. Yeah, something like that. Tell your best friend. Like, like. Tell anyone. anyone. Tell men. Ten percent of you are men. Yay! I, I can't believe I that. See that. Mm -hmm. That makes me 10%. happy. Ten percent. Thanks. Ten percent of thanks. Ten fellas. is only one. That's why we started this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, we we're like we knew guys are yeah, gonna love that. Dudes are so into this. <laughs> let's go. I hope. Hey, don't oh, don't offend the ones we have listening. No, let's go. Yeah, That's what let's I mean. do it. <laughs> let's go. I know. Well, thank you guys so much. We love you. Yeah, we love you. Bye. 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 Oh, I need to stop it. Yep. Bye. <laughs> Theodore, can I put that down?